What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Watch With Sound. My name is Josh Landicho, and with me is... Carmela Ocampo. And on today's episode, we'll be doing the movie Chungking Express, directed by the iconic Wong Kar Wai, starring Bridget Lin Chinchia, Takeshi Kinshiro, Tony Luong, and Fei Wong. Now, before we get into the film, Carmela... What your expectations, your context about Chunking Express, about Wong Kar Wai? Have you seen his movies before? Have you seen, I guess, Tumblr, essentially? Um, but have you seen any of his <laughs> movies? Have you seen anything in his works or have you heard about him or anything like that? What was your experience in history with Wong Kar Wai and the movie specifically, Chunking Express? I had only seen In the Mood for Love and I think I latched on to it for a bit and I I still love it and it had like I don't know it had like a huge impact on me in terms of like visuals like I I didn't see like films the same way ever since I saw that one but you remember when nevertheless you like honestly I think it was I want to say it was during the pandemic when I like actually had time and like I kind of went through movies like I'd only heard about going through that like list finally essentially and like yeah like i think i was introduced to his movies officially like technically on tumblr via screenshots like <laughs> reposted like by <laughs> like everyone <laughs> and they're they were always like these very dramatic like subtitles like screenshotted like um like this movie had like password like undeniable love you for ten thousand yeah, undying, undying love, love. Yeah, yeah love you for 10,000 years something like that and yeah so it's it's kind of cool to finally like see films that you'd only like known about you know like from years ago when was that like almost 10 years ago and finally uh after watching in the mood for love i was recommended by a friend to see chunking express um <clears throat> stephanie Huynh. Uh, she told me <laughs> that I'd love this movie <laughs> because it's funny. And so I guess that's all I had to go off of. Uh, also like Tumblr screenshots. So that's that's fun to think about now because I definitely would have sold this movie in a different way, but I get it. <laughs> um, like spoiler free. Uh, but yeah, thanks for the reco. I It changed my life. But anyways, Josh, <laughs> what was your uh, expectations so for this um, movie? So currently, I don't know if you noticed, we could talk about this after, but um, Guangkor Wai's kind of been trending like on Twitter. Obviously, it's been trending on Tumblr, but he's been kind of like the film bro's mainstay right now. Like usually it's like, I think like a couple years ago, it was like Quinn Tarantino, and then now it's kind of like Guangkor Wai and, and, and all that stuff kind of going into Tarkovsky but that's a different story uh but I just have been wanting to watch more Wong Kar Wai uh I also recently watched um In the Mood for Love probably like a month two months ago pretty recently and my friend who isn't Stephanie Wynn was telling me like oh is it like we actually ran him to the ran to him in the movie theater and he goes like oh is this the only Wong Kar Wai movie you've ever seen I was like oh yeah like this is the only one I've ever seen ever and I'm like laughing and I was like, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm like sleeping on him. And he goes, he like looks at me. He's probably joking too, but he looks at me in the most serious face. He goes like, we'll wake up. <laughs> like, he was like, oh, <laughs> he was like, we'll wake up, dude. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he was probably joking. Like he's a good homie of mine. So I don't think oh, he was like <laughs> dead serious, but he was really good delivery for the With most like part. like a gun to your head. I know. He's wake like, up, no, bro. <laughs> 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 You're going to stay dreaming. Um, 
<laughs> but funny enough that you mentioned Stephanie, the reason, another reason why, like, I'm kind of like aware of this film was because I think this is like her favorite Wong Kar Wai film. So when I was watching, I kind of kept that in mind. I was like, oh yeah, we'll see how it is. We'll see like if how Stephanie feels or like what what's her overall opinion and how she kind of like got to that point. But yeah, so like just watching it, it was a different experience, obviously, to in the mood for love. And I also did see a lot of things that like a lot of things of why this movie is like trending and why a lot of people have been talking about him recently and and just for the the test of time that he's been talked about but yeah i guess with that i don't know if this is necessary but we're gonna get into the movie this movie's as old as i am 28 so i mean same yeah yeah i mean if you haven't watched the film dude you're you're late wake up stop sleeping (laughs) 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 um but yeah i guess if you don't want to get it spoiled for yourself we're gonna get into it Carmela, do you want to give a plot summary of the film Chungking Express? Two melancholy Hong Kong policemen fall in love, one with a mysterious female underworld figure and the other with a beautiful and ethereal waitress at a late night restaurant he frequents. Whoa! Not a late <laughs> night restaurant he frequents. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess to start off, Carmela. What did you think of the film Chungking Express? I loved it so much. Like, holy shit. Yeah, I think I I texted you, like, right after. Did I... Was I as dramatic? Did I say it, it changed my life in the text? I probably did. <laughs> it, I think it's, it's really funny. I don't know if I'm getting my times confused, because you texted me at 12, but I don't know if it's at p.m. or a.m., but I got out of Chungking my showing in the morning. I don't uh-huh. know if you texted me in the morning oh, or not. Yeah. But it was just so coincidental where, like, you texted me and I just got out of the film. But, yeah. Oh, you're, yeah. You're okay. Like, yeah, yeah, You're like, yeah, life-changing. It's, like, definitely, it's immediately in my top five. I was like, oh, shit. All right. Well, <laughs> sick. <laughs> but, yeah. It's I like just, I saw yeah. it with you. Yeah. So I was, like, so tri- um, I was tripping out. I was like, were you in the showing with me? Because I just <laughs> got out. You, like, yeah. <laughs> just didn't say hi yeah i think i texted you in the morning that makes sense because i think i sat with it for a bit and i decided like i woke up and i was like yo that movie changed my life like (laughs) but anyways yeah i it was incredible like like you i think you wrote here like i too cannot explain it that well yet why this had such an impact on me but i think like initial reaction like this movie felt like a memory like it felt very personal and like it felt like a memory in itself and like something like I personally could re- like not literally relate to but like the feelings I can relate to it felt like I was 18 and I was 28 at the same time somehow like it it kind of made me feel like like those feelings of like heartbreak and like heartache but at the same time like I think with the way it ends it made me f- feel like how I do now where I'm older and I like know better kind of thing and I'm like I've like moved on from that that those feelings essentially so I think it it encapsulates such a specific but also like very like relatable feeling that I it's it's so hard I feel like it's so hard to like do that in film or like with anything but yeah I think it just captured this like very special like moment in time and to me like and in turn, like, it felt very special to me. Again, this movie basically made it 
to my top five for that reason um it's funny because you said like i wish i watched this when i was younger because it reconstruct my whole life i was like god damn i wonder i wonder what like <laughs> what path you would have taken i don't know like i wonder like how it would have changed your life or reconstruct it in whatever way but i was like geez it really impacted you you wanted to go back in time <laughs> and show it to your 18 year old self <laughs> i did yeah i don't know like i feel like i could have like used a film like this where it was like like, hey, you might be, like, fucked up and heartbroken now, but look, it can end up pretty okay, like, you know, eventually. I don't know. Something like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm curious to hear, like, your initial reaction out of the movie. It feels much more tame and less dramatic, but <laughs> but I, I'm happy that you also love this movie. No, yeah, like, I also was very enamored by the film. Like, I, like you said, like, I couldn't, I can't explain it. I, like especially coming from someone like me who like likes horror slasher scary things like it it's weird that like it stuck to me in a way that i can't explain and it's only a couple movies have done that for me especially so it was just kind of like this weird feeling of of just not being able to pinpoint where I, why i like it but i did love it i loved it a lot like i thought it was a fantastic film and after watching this film i was like okay yeah i get it like i get why like back then when i even when i was in high school or even younger why back then i saw like screenshots of this film or this film being mentioned until now where it's kind of reconforming back to on car why and he's kind of like trending again and, and kind of being the the director being passed around by the film bros and cinephiles and all that but yeah it was just it was just so fun to watch it was so great and the storytelling and me just being so in tuned with the film and and so invested i like wanted to keep watching i wanted to see more and then like the ending kind of like topped it off perfectly for me and yeah like that this kind of film along with like not being able to explain why i like it so much is like only a couple of movies have ever done that to me which is like lady bird mandy and like other those, like those films and like those like kind of like have a special place in my heart where like oh yeah that's the movie like i remember that i remember when i watched that and how i felt about that that's kind of the same way i feel about this one and previously I've watched In the Mood for Love and I thought that was a fantastic film as well. But I think this one felt a lot more settling and, and more in tune with me. In the Mood for Love was very, very fantastic and also influential. But I think that's more of like how you would how would some how someone would feel being a fly on the wall for those conversations, those actions, those scenes. But this one is like you're kind of following these two people and what they do and how they get over heartbreak get to love or whatever they need to be and sort of personify that that idea of love and how they feel and how they get over broken love and broken hearts and man yeah like i i was i've been excited for this because i've i've been trying to catch up on these films on one car Y, and then when i came to see this one i was like pretty excited i'm excited now to see fallen angels because i know that's like the next one that's like always mentioned and you know on mood boards and all that but like after singing the mood for love i was very excited for this one because like the feel of it for mood for love and how it's shot and how it's um how it's curated is so unique compared to like many films and it sort of like puts a stamp on why wonka why is a fantastic director and filmmaker but yeah like i like i so i really still can't pinpoint it now as to why like it was so good to me and why like i resonated with it so much i was just like wow this is so good like i was just like in the movie theater like oh that's so good what a good movie and, like just like really really <laughs> happy from the reaction sophia too sophia was like kind of had the same reaction where they're just kind of stoked about it and i was like kind of on the same level 
and we too couldn't really like say why we just kind of like it was just so good like we're just like it's so fun to watch <laughs> but yeah did you kind of want to get into the first half of the film or the first story that chunking express sort of tells <laughs> yeah so this movie like i think I think I briefly read the synopsis like before even like clicking play like I I kind of knew it would be about like two policemen like vaguely my first thought was like uh gross like a cab and then but like it's fine it's like not like copaganda but I didn't really know it would be broken down into like two different stories but I had a vague idea but anyway so story one is about a like heartbroken policeman who had gotten dumped on April Fool's Day, which is funny. And he essentially, like, you know, prolongs, like, his heartbreak. And he tries to, like, extend, like, this deadline before he, like, officially has to move on via the expiration date of, like, canned pineapples. And, like, finally on the last day, he, like, just binge eats all of the pineapples. (laughs) And then he goes to a bar and, like, drinks and throws it all up, essentially. And he, like, randomly has an encounter with, like, this woman who is, like, hard as fuck. Like, she's, like, dealing drugs. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> she's, like, dealing what drugs. She has shooting everybody, you know. Um, and you don't really find out she's heartbroken un- until, like, kind of, like, it's kind of hinted, like, towards the middle-ish, end-ish, like, third act of the story where the bar keep like puts this like blonde wig on this other waitress and you realize like oh she like was probably going out with him and it kind of ties together like towards the end where she like shoots him essentially because she's like upset and heartbroken and she finally takes the wig off and like drops it to the floor which means she like finally moved on but it was kind of cool how it like wrapped around like that um And in the middle of this story, like, these two people, like, basically meet at the bar and, like, just have a very wholesome, like, I don't know, encounter. Like, nothing happens. And then he takes her to a hotel and takes care of her while he binge eats, like, a chef salad, right? Like, 16 chef salads. And yeah, like, a lot of the story was, like, had a lot to do with, I think, time, time was like a very like prominent like emphasis like with expiration date with his password and like there's like a ton of shots or a couple shots like of like a calendar that like flips like by the hour like by the date and it's all in i think it's within the span of a month so i thought that was pretty interesting to like um set it up like very subtly like in terms of that like there's like a set time frame and then like there's this like voiceover with him talking about this story as if it like already happened so it automatically feels like a memory so yeah like i i want to dive into like all the like camera techniques with like the blurry and like the slow motion step printing but i want to hear what you thought of this story first yeah i thought the story was really 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 cool and the girl was a badass um (laughs) and i I love the concept of time and how they explain it in this film where the dude is like obsessed with like the canned pineapples and what the expiration date is and all that stuff. And, and for him to only buy pineapples that expire on a certain date. And then like all of a sudden the date comes and he's still doing the same thing where he kind of believes that 
his girlfriend will come back to him or his love that he has with his girlfriend will come back somehow through the canned pineapples and through time in which he's waiting and trying to figure it out and just becomes this kind of like sad sap essentially where he tries calling every girl he knows to try to get with them or like try to have some sort of company in that time which is hilarious because he calls someone from like his elementary school like someone that like he met in elementary school and like to see if like they could hang out or whatever he had in mind and then the idea with the girl as well where it's sort of this like drug dealer person that is running out of time because of um the people she hired they kind of disappeared and took whatever they had with her with them so she was also in trouble and kind of shortening her her idea of time and, and what she what time she has left essentially um and she has to run away from a group of people trying to like attack her and she's not shooting people it comes with like an action movie i was like oh my god um and that's sort of <laughs> where like the stop motion not stop motion but the blurry effects and stuff like that the camera was like kind of exemplified it was sort of that part and the, the idea of movement and idea of like movement in time was kind of when that that technique was exhibited but yeah like the whole this whole story was really fun and, and it's not as strong personally to the second story obviously but still this story is like still pretty strong and like up there where it's able to like still be on the same level in this film with that with the second story and fun fact the reason why it's two stories and the reason why it's called chunking express is because chunking express comes from the chunking mansions which is where wong grew up and that's sort of where the two characters are portrayed in i think when he's in it's either when he's in the hotel or when uh the girl's like going through the tenant area that's like a chunking mansion and then the second story which primarily takes place at a restaurant called midnight express it kind of puts those two names together so chunking express just so you know if you're confused about it uh yeah i know that um <laughs> but yeah <laughs> so for this story like it was really fun to watch this and and guess what's gonna happen and, and my favorite part and the most like badass sickest part was when the girl at the end kills the guy which i kind of assumed was either her boss or the girl she or the guy she was in love with but we could probably both yeah probably both or whatever and like he's in the back feeding these cats like anchovies sardines whatever some sort of canned food and then after she kills the guy it zooms into the can and it's fucking may 1st which is i think that day right that day and like yeah the dude's birthday she even says happy birthday to him um but man it was just so fun to be like to have that all tie in together and even though like it already had that like symbolic strength throughout the film of him just talking about like expiration dates and how he's waiting for that person's love and and this and that it ties him in with her where it's like oh this is what kind of killed him essentially kind of distracted him was this can of sardines or tuna and um yeah i thought that shot was so sick and like tying in together i was like wow that's so good that's like whoo cherry on top honestly i was like so stoked about it (laughs) um but yeah, do you want to get into the second one or did you have any other comments about the first story? Yeah, no, I, I just wanted to add to the expiration date thing. Yeah, I love how that all tied together. I think it it's like crazy how he mixed murder and heartbreak and like in like such a wholesome way, to be honest. It wasn't like brutal or like I don't know, like he wasn't like celebrating violence in yeah. any type of way. 
the murder like kind of aligned with the theme of the film which is kind of like love lost and heartbreak like kind of yeah like like, we knew like the pain yeah yeah yeah, the pain exactly we didn't like when we we saw him die we didn't think like oh shit why did she do that we kind of like understood the we were like yeah yeah (laughs) oh now i get it that guy yeah yeah no wonder they're showing showing him like have sex with this girl we get it now like we kind of understood it now. we kind of all connects yeah i i don't think music had too too big of a role in this story as it did in the second one but i did like how it kind of showed um the guy playing like whatever like record on the on the jukebox in the bar i feel like that kind of like set up the next story with like i don't know it just feels like i just like love details like that where the world feels so real where it's just like yeah people put music on to listen to and it like becomes like diegetic like it's not like a soundtrack the audience is only hearing it's like living inside of like the movie kind of thing but yeah i i think this storyline was like I feel like it was perfectly set up as it was so that the second one could feel like stronger. I don't know. I still can't explain it, but I feel like there there's a reason why like the story wasn't like going to be the one to to be like our favorite. I Kinda don't know. like save do the think? save the best for last for like how Kinda people thing, yeah, yeah. like openers and close like openers and then the main act kind of with concerts like yeah. it was more or less to set it up and then to sort of like bang it out i guess like have that big blowout of a of a second story but like you said about the soundtrack and, and the music playing i just want to say fire ass soundtrack like every song in this so dope <laughs> yeah like, right after i i watched the For film real. i like went on to spotify chonking <laughs> express original soundtrack like kind of played it um i knew there was um i i believe i think her language is chinese but i knew there was a a chinese version of the cranberry song which is sick and i'm mm. hearing it and then obviously the the famous song that's repeated over and over in the second uh, story. California um, dreaming. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. All the leaves are brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic soundtrack. And I think the way that these two stories were told in this film, the first like story seamlessly like combined with the second one, which is so great. And it was just so like, yes, it was so seamless yeah. in the way that like, I didn't even like kind of question it. I was like, oh, okay. Like it's like, You're I was like, just kind of watch it. Yeah. I was kind of <laughs> roped in and trying to figure out what was happening or who this girl was and, and what she was doing. But yeah, do you want to go into the second story? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like speaking of like how that first one was like very much about like time and like how that set it up. Um, I think there was a moment where it was like in the beginning where it like freeze frames where he bumps into the uh the lady and he's like oh i'm gonna fall in love with this lady in like 43 hours or something like that and then it kind of ends the same way where he bumps into uh faye and he's like she's gonna fall in love with some guy in six hours he's like unfortunately she's gonna fall in love with some other guy in six hours so yeah i feel like that that whole like exchange of like time and like that theme like flowed so well within the next story which is about another policeman who was also heartbroken who just got dumped by his ex who was like this airline stewardess and he like does this thing where he like talks to like the furniture and like things in his apartment and he, it kind of, the things like personify like how he feels about the breakup. And he's like, oh, it's okay. Don't cry. Like, 
<laughs> it was um, so funny and so cute. I love the part, I love those parts. So, so wholesome, much. yeah. It's so funny. And like his apartment, like I feel like it's a character in itself in this story. Like it kind of represented like um his ex's like memory and like he was kind of using it as a way to like preserve like her presence and her memory still. Like he didn't like he was having like trouble like moving on essentially. Um because her stuff was still in his apartment, which is like such a real thing, you know, like such a fucking real thing. And he frequents um, this restaurant called, I think it's called Midnight Express. And that's where he does his like rounds as a policeman. And he, I think he always got the chef salad. And then one day, like this new girl starts working there and they kind of like develop like this friendship, but it's not like, it's like there's like nothing more to it until like she she kind of like at first i was like yo she's fucking weird this is fucking weird and then i don't know as the movie went on i was like oh shit like i kind of get what's happening she essentially like gets a hold of like his keys because his ex like brings it back to because she brings it back to a restaurant because she knows he like frequents it and she tells them to like give it back to him but this girl like takes his apartment key and like essentially just like goes to his apartment like every day <laughs> during lunch and like redecorates it and like starts living there almost for like two a few hours a day and she like changes things and she gets rid of like all of his ex's stuff and in a way she like kind of like helps him move on because at one point he's like looking at all of his like new stuff or like certain things like moved around he doesn't even question it he's like oh you got a little f-. like he's looking at his soap bar he's like oh you got a little fatter <laughs> like when did you get when did you get bigger don't let yourself go um, and then he starts talking to the yeah. garfield the garfield was so funny where he's like huh, that was so cute dirty stripes <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny yeah. yeah it's yeah it was like really fascinating to like i don't know like that the concept of like her doing that to his apartment and like what the apartment like kind of meant to him and it like created this like i don't know i feel like there was like this distance between them that they couldn't like reach yet or they couldn't like close that gap yet together until the very end where they both kind of like had like the time and like space to be apart and they finally like come together again like as if it was always meant to be kind of thing i don't know it was so beautiful i like i i, I think i cried but um <laughs> anyways that was very long-winded explanation but yeah how did how did you feel about the second one yeah i th- love the second one as well i loved obviously like the part where he's talking to the furniture the idea of her kind of like helping him out get over it and she might even not be aware of that but hit her just like replacing certain things changing certain things and trying to change the environment in a way that like helps her or helps him get over his breakup and and even he didn't even realize it when until he kind of like looked at stuff and actually was like oh when'd you get fatter when'd you get this when'd you do that and sort of how that kind of works out but i i love the idea and i i just thought about it right now where when he gets broken up by like that letter it's kind of like the letter is like framed like a itinerary for a flight and it's like your flight's canceled this and that and she gives it back the keys and at the end of the film which is really fun Faye kind of gives him a boarding pass in which he kind of like can't uh, decipher because it got rained on 
but it's almost like opening that new door for them and then the whole ending too where it's just like oh the ending was like so good because it's like when she when um he's like oh when where where did you like mean to take this like where where did this go and she's like oh like i think it's california it's like oh like can you make me another one and we're like, I, I, like we're like ooh, like you know like in the sitcoms I was like ooh, that's where i was like oh and then she's like yeah sure and then she's like where do you want where do you uh want this to go and then she, he goes like wherever you want to take me he's like oh and it ends like, and then oh, you're like so oh my sweet. god yeah, oh my goodness <laughs> oh my god they finally are gonna end together oh my god it's so cute but it's so fun to have that like the beginning and end connection of this itinerary for a flight that's been canceled to something that like oh i'm getting a new ticket to this new flight and then it's just the whole story of it is, is really fun because even Faye is kind of like trying to dodge him at certain points where he comes back and the playfulness on that is really fun um and and of course the part where he finds out that she's there is just so funny he's like ah like she like escapes and runs (laughs) away and all that (laughs) oh man it's so funny and uh, yeah i just love like even for both of the the stories the aesthetic and way the way that like this film is portrayed is really fun like you kind of have like almost really rich colors that sort of portray the mood and and telling of the story where um the first story is mainly blue very blue very dark very kind of neutral where he's going like trying to get over his breakup and all that and the next story kind of goes through that too has that neutral blue colors but it's offset with certain moments that have yellow in it or red or, or bright colors and i think in the first story as well that sort of happens at the bar when the girl in the wig and the cops sort of meet up it's kind of like this yellow reddish hue where they kind of are um keeping each other company and trying to get themselves through whatever they're getting, going through um and that sort of happens with the second one but more or less more contrast more back and forth with the colors and i just love how it looks and i think yeah like just thinking about like and talking about this like i, I get why it's trending i get why it's been on tumblr for ages where it creates these compositions these film frames and um the cinematography and and filmography whatever you want to call it portrayed in this film is so fantastic where everything is just like oh hashtag mood you know like it's things that people get for inspiration and obviously we see that time and time again with other films which i'll mention later but yeah like i'm just like thinking about the film and like just like (laughs) getting re-enamored by it and i'm just like i don't know it's just so good and like whoo it's just such a good story too like i love how everything ties in together it's just whoo so good it's so good like i'm getting like flustered honestly i'm like i don't know what else to say (laughs) i'm blushing (laughs) i'm blushing yeah no i was i think i was thinking about this today like why do we love like or why did i love like the way his films like feel and like why did i love how they felt so much and like i think for me it went back to like his films feel look and feel like dreams or memories that people have lived that you've lived before and like to be able to capture that is like such a crazy thing to do and like to capture it in a way where it feels cathartic and like he encapsulated all of these like complex feelings of like specifically love of of course like these like romantic like feelings of heartbreak pain and all of that and like just like put it in a movie and made it look fantastic like it's insane like yeah i ha- also have no words yeah um, like it also made it fun to watch as well like even if it's like 
these stories of heartbreak or or stories of longing the way he captures each scene and, and tells each scene i don't know how to explain it like almost like a roller coaster where you just want to keep going and see where the peaks go the bottoms go and see how it sort of plays out where you're just in for the ride like i i don't think i ever was thinking about anything else but the movie and trying to figure out what's happening next or like deciphering what is happening and, and just sort of taking everything in i was so enamored by the film where i was just experiencing it for what it was and just appreciating and loving Wong Kor Wai's film style and how he's able to tell this romantic heartbreaking sad but happy story and and have the tie-in at the end where we're all just kind of like whoo yeah that f- ended as like perfect as i thought it would it's just the oh yeah it's just like so great to watch and talk about and indulge indulge in with with his movie and this movie in particular but woo yeah so good <laughs> i i wanted to ask you <laughs> i wanted to ask you like if you had any idea of like how you think these two stories connected <sighs> we were talking about this before you recorded um so sophia kind of said that they didn't know either and i kind of don't know either and i was throughout the film i was looking for that too where like when the second story started i thought Faye was the blonde wig person and if that was going to connect somehow and oh. like yeah like i was kind of like thinking that about crazy. that right imagine like like because because he's also a cop the the other guy he's also a cop so it's like oh no how am i going to arrest someone i love or whatever but that was not the case um the only way that i could think of it like kind of connecting um from my pea-sized brain is that they it's kind of like these two themes of love themes of heartbreak and sort of how like each side of the coin deals deals with it gets over it and moves on and it's kind of weird too that they're both cops both estranged women yeah but i don't know do you have an idea of how it's connected or do you (laughs) did you break the code on how these two stories are intertwined i'd say you copped out of that answer um <laughs> good one good one good one. <laughs> i want you to put reverb on that laugh and just like <laughs> <laughs> i i mean i i still need to think about it too i mean i think you're right you know it has like these common themes of like love and heartbreak and like how each person kind of like dealt with it i i don't know i feel like a lot like the connecting theme i I keep going back to time because it was just so emphasized in the beginning but i don't know if it was only the first story but i feel like it's important in the second one as well like i feel like time for um the first one is about how you how love or heartbreak feels like something you want to like i guess like what is that word for like where you're like pushing it or you're pushing something until like the very end shit anyways (laughs) having a word fart but in a sense like time like that like you're trying to prolong like like the time it until you finally have to deal with like your feelings and your pain and your heartbreak whereas like i think the second one time was like all that policeman had he was like waiting and waiting and waiting until the day like you know maybe his ex will come back to him like maybe like she'll come back for her things and her and live with him again in the apartment and then Faye like she's kind of like waiting for the day she can finally like go to California and leave 
And in the end, they both end up with time. They both end up with all this time away from each other. But then time itself like became this thing where like have it, they had it, they spent it, but they eventually find themselves back together. So I feel like time functioned in the last the last story as like something that brought these people together where it, as in the first one, it kind of functioned as this thing that like allowed them to like, I guess like break away from like their feelings. I don't know if that made any sense. Yeah, I get it. Like where time is more or less like kind of signified in, in their eventual love together where they both kind of have themselves to like play with. And then all of a sudden like it comes back to them and, and that's where the kind of the feelings end up where they realize what they want to do together and sort of realize if they have a future together and sort of where they want to go with that. As opposed to like the first story where he's kind of like counting down the days in which he could either just move on or or figure out what's going to happen with his love life. And for him to like keep thinking about time and time and time where if this happens, my love ends, if this happens, she's going to come back. It was like, yeah, there was like not enough of it for him exactly. in that first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I get where you're coming from. I kind of get the connection of time there. I kind of, yeah, I, you know, two you and two together. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's something there, you know? Because like, <laughs> okay, so in the last in the last story, like, I was like imagining like what would have happened if they like immediately hooked up, right? Because like there's that like, gap in the end where they like where Faye literally goes to California, like stands like like stands him up and like goes to California and then I forget how many years later pass but they find themselves like finding each other again essentially but I was like oh like why didn't I'm like why didn't Wong Kar Wai like just let them like be together immediately and I feel like in like I guess a real sense like you know Tony Lung wouldn't have been ready to like you know jump into a new relationship he like just got over like this girl and then like Faye like I don't think she like even knew she was in love with this guy really until the very end. She like was playing like house essentially until like she realized her feelings in the end. And even then it wasn't like verbalized, right? Um, but she showed like she cared for him like throughout, but I think she loved the idea of him more than like actually being with him. And I think she wanted her true like dream at that time was like, you know, going to California. And then after like finally like having that dream come true, she comes she comes back. So yeah, I think I feel like Wong Kar Wai like did something very realistic and like it still tied the movie so well together and it made complete sense with how he set it up. He's just like a fucking genius. Like I don't know. Like (laughs) 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 Speaking of genius, Carmela, do you wanna talk about the technique that he used for filming? Um, something that I don't see too often or maybe even see at all until I saw his films, but the sort of signature camera technique he used for this film, step printing, and also the use of the motion blurs and stuff like that. Do you want to talk about that? Do you want to give the audience a little... I I do want to talk about that (laughs) because it ties into my time theory. Okay, so, um, so, like, in the first half of this movie, you're, like, there's, like, a ton more action scenes, so, like, the camera's, like, super blurry and, like, there's just like really cool motion blur mixed in with like the handheld, but it's weird because it's like at the same time it's like slow motion. It's like giving you the sense of like quick movement, but slow, like slow motion at the same time. I was just like tripping when I first saw this. I was like, how the f- 
well, how the fuck did he do this? And essentially this technique is called step printing, where you duplicate a film frame and when you apply it to a whole sequence of frames, it has the effect of the running time, the total running time being stretched. So it appears as if um, things are moving in slow motion. So there you go. And this ties into the second half. Um, I think there were... I think there were only a couple scenes in the second half where this technique was like utilized and the one I can remember was when the uh, Tony Long like finally reads the letter from his ex and he tells Faye he has to like sit with it. He's like, hold on, I have to sit with this. And then like Faye kind of like stares at him as he like contemplates like his life. And it's like this really cool sequence where it's just the two of them in frame and then the crowd like passing by and i i don't know like i it felt so perfect in that moment but i realized how random it was because it was it just like happened suddenly and it's not used any other time but i feel like that moment like just emphasizes like you know his feelings essentially like it's cool because like he's like in one place where he's like trying to like think about how he's feeling about his ex and what just what was written on that letter and Faye's kind of like low-key supporting him and kind of like low-key there for him but at the same time and at the same time like she's like falling in love with him and she doesn't know it I think the way this technique was used in like these two different like um stories too like just emphasize like those stories in itself for different reasons even though it was the same technique so another reason why he's brilliant but yeah how did you feel when you first saw this and had you ever seen ever seen like the technique look like this so the first time I saw this technique, which is something we'll talk about, the first time I saw it though was in Everything Everywhere, and immediately after I saw that and like was talking about that scene where they're talking about laundry and stuff together, everyone's like, yeah, it's like Wong Kar Wai, like oh my god, they did like a Wong Kar Wai tribute, we did this and this and that. That's sort of the first time I've ever ever seen it really. Like I obviously like, I'm sure I may have seen it in like music videos or whatever, but I don't think I've ever seen it in a film setting where it's used to sort of signify time or love or or the sort of story in this film i yeah i've never seen it before and it's kind of funny too thinking about it because i think that sort of blurry effect and sort of look to a film i think and and to to the videos in general i think that's sort of what people want to avoid like now we have so much fucking like 4k restoration fps whatever frames per second all that shit that is like f- trending right now where it's like the smoothest fucking possible thing ever and i'm getting i'm getting kind of annoyed of it because i just see it so much i'm just like this is not necessary like we don't i don't need to see the ice spice music video in, in this fucking f- frames per second <laughs> but oh, yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's like such random things are doing it but it's just funny thing about because like i think um it sort of stamps the long Y era and that and the time period in which this movie was made where doing this sort of technique works for them and this doing this sort of technique kind of like explains and exemplifies more of the theme and the story um even if it's something that like may not be pleasing to the eye or people may not really get it or even get motion sickness if they have a weak stomach in that case but that sort of technique the separating technique is so unique in the way that like it makes sense in this film and it doesn't make it look any cheaper or tackier or anything like that it it signifies more or less with the themes of the film and the symbols of the film, which I love so much. But yeah, I, I, I think this is the only time I've seen this in a film apart from Everything Everywhere in this film, obviously. 
But do you want to go on about your other favorite director and their experience with time and what they explore in that nature? Yeah, okay, so this is the last point I'm going to make about this time thing, but anyways. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Time's all around us, it's not the last point. (laughs) So, one of my favorite directors, Christopher Nolan, I know that might sound basic to a lot of people, but whatever. (laughs) Um, uh, I think he's someone who's, like, very obsessed with, like, I think time in the context of, like, I feel like mortality, honestly. Like, I don't think this man wants to die. Like, I think he wants to remain he wants to be immortalized and he he is afraid i think he's genuinely afraid of dying um because all of his films have a common thread and it's about time and literally avoiding like death um essentially death of like the spirit the soul of humanity aka interstellar and i notice like i i know i've only seen like you know this film from Wong Kar Wai and in the mood for love but both films time plays such a such a significant role that i can't help feeling that like you know i think Wong Kar Wai too is like interested in exploring the idea of time but it, the the difference is that it's in the context of love and relationships and how time can bend like the way or how your feelings can bend the way time feels um and i think this particular movie perfectly encapsulates that in the sense where you have a variety of like different types of like people getting over like someone getting over someone in a different way will feel differently from someone getting over someone else in a different way or like you're longing for someone time will feel differently for you or if you're I guess like trying to move on time will feel differently so yeah I think find like seeing that similarity i think for myself it was more of a confirmation of like wow like do i just like directors who are like obsessed with like time or something like i don't know i have no idea but anyways i thought that was really interesting to kind of like see like a through line of like a body of work and it made me definitely want to see more of like Wong Kar Wai's movies to kind of like see how time plays a role or if it doesn't but yeah, what do what do you think about that comparison? Wow, big Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan bro over there, Christopher Brolin over there. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think you kind of nailed it on the head there. I think the use of time, especially when it comes to Wong Kar Wai, is is more or less like the idea of the effect of, I guess you could say, of time and the duration of things that happen, especially with the first story and also the second story as well, where. It comes. It, it it goes into the context of the love and relationships of how long it takes to end or to start. Where um, the first one, he's obsessed with time in which he doesn't have enough, or he always thinks like, or he's just constantly thinking like May first is when my love ends and her love ends, and it's no longer a thing anymore. And then the idea of the woman kind of like losing her time with the sort of conundrum that she's in. And then the end of time for that guy that got shot, obviously. Um, but also signifying, again, the, the whole expiration date. But yeah, I totally get it. I totally get where Wong Kar Wai's use of time is more or less symbolic. Especially in this film. Obviously, we haven't seen that much of his. Uh, but for this film in particular, is it's just a huge, huge variable in this, in this movie. And, and in both stories where they kind of explain in which the time is very valuable in this, in this sense. And then, of course, with Christopher Nolan and Interstellar, they kind of like go back in time go forward in time whatever you sort of decipher that as 
um inception where it's sort of like the play of like drew time and dreams and how much time they have for that dunkirk dunkirk i didn't see it but yeah. i know it has a lot to do with Free, yeah. uh fucking oppenheimer <laughs> that's coming out that shit's all about time currently the marketing is exactly. like a countdown of the fucking movie but yeah it's, the it's doomsday just, clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the doomsday clock essentially um and it's just funny like i don't think obviously i don't think christopher nolan's directly just inspired by ron Kawhi, um but i kept mentioning the movie that we all always never talk never stop talking about which is everything everywhere where they have that scene in it oh my god tenet i'm sorry oh (laughs) (laughs) i'm so sorry (laughs) i like how you just like oh shit tenet like because that is uh, yeah i totally forgot about it too because that is a forward and backwards use of time especially <laughs> what is just so funny that was like <laughs> about time like, i know for sure. yeah literally <laughs> like, the main thing like we're talking about and the main thing of that film is time but yeah so <laughs> but with that i feel like like i've been talking about everything everywhere how like that sort of inspired that whole scene and obviously inspired the daniels in a way that they had to put that sort of um step printing uh method in there um, but i also want to talk about like other films that it's inspired obviously i've been i keep mentioning the film bros and the cinephiles and sort of like the climate on twitter and tumblr where this dude has been on the timeline this dude has been reblogged retweeted screen screenshotted to death i just want to like ask you like do you have you seen any more inspirations from wonker Wai where you could kind of pinpoint or sort of feel the same mood and feel of that or um and can you also like touch upon how you feel about why like why he's trending currently um or why he trends in general in the fact in the matter of like our social media age and our constant constant want to like see these type of things and feel this type of thing like do you have an idea or like any you know paths of inspiration with this film and with his with the director it's hard to think of any specific movies that were like inspired by him because yeah i feel like a lot of like romantic movies or like coming of age yeah as you wrote like feel like they could have been inspired by his films i mean the one movie that comes to mind is like the before trilogy by like richard linklater mm. um but i don't know like those two feels like those movies and Wong Kar Wai's movies feel similar but i don't know if it's because they're set in like a very like small like space and it's only like between like a movie literally a movie about two people like meeting but i can see why like to answer your other question i completely see why he's like trendy or trending currently i think one is because of everything everywhere i think it put him back on the map um and everyone and he's like top of mind for everyone not that he needed not that of, he needed the help but like i think for me yeah because yeah. that's how i found out about longer why essentially where like they everyone started talking about that scene but not that he needed help in that whatsoever like he, <laughs> he was never off the map but it just like put on the map for like people like me that didn't like kind of never really heard of him in that way yeah yeah and it's it's wonderful that it did like i'm so happy like more people will be able to like see his films and like i'm happy like I've been, like, inspired to, like, also explore his, like, filmography, and I think another reason why, too, is because, like, why his films are, like, very trendy or, like, will probably come up every now and then, I think it's because they just, they feel so nostalgic, and they feel, like, exactly like memories, and they're so stylish and moody and, like, dreamy, and I feel like that's, those are things that 
will stay like relatable forever and they're and then like finally they're about love like that's completely relatable love is endless it's never gonna (laughs) run out love will never run out but time will um but yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like i feel like like in the general film space it's been really dry in terms of like rom-coms and romance so i feel like we always look back to these movies that are like amazing at like depicting like romance and love um because i feel like modern day like this genre is just so dry it's so dead it's been dead for like 20 years now i feel or like i don't know yeah i don't know and i feel like there's kind of like an attempt at a revival coming up with the ashton kutcher reese witherspoon rom-com which i will see so yeah i i don't know like what do you why do you think this movie is like trendy right now um yeah you kind of got it i feel like a lot of this has to go with like the idea of being moody sort of these the stills that are created within the film that like sort of show like this this idea and attitude of love like especially with fallen angels i think i've seen that like that picture of the girl holding on to the guy on a motorcycle about a thousand times if not hundred thousands of times where <laughs> it's it's on Tumblr, twitter whatever people like oh my god like mood like how i want to be with my boo or whatever sort of correlation they have like they try and put themselves in that way where I think Vonkor Y has created like a fantasy for for people to be like, oh, I want my love life to be like that, or I want like that to be what me and my boo do, and, and the mood of that of, of of that, and like creating that sort of attitude and, and lifestyle of that, where it's it's a picture where people want to be that and kind of want to like fantasize that with that, and not to mention Is that too, what you wanted, yeah, oh yeah, my motorcycle, <laughs> cigarette and mouth, yeah. Sophia holding on to me, yeah. <laughs> which is also funny because it's i think it's the time this movie was made and obviously the method with the step printing and all that uh film film um technique i think it sort of correlates with how people now millennials gen z whatever people who are experiencing the resurgence of these films and resurgence of wong Kawhi. it's because of the time period is in everyone wants to be nostalgic have that sort of look to them that aesthetic where it's it feels like this vintage but also like modern and and trendy feel to it where yeah i could smoke a cigarette and ride a motorcycle and look cool like they want to be in that sort of time period where that sort of aesthetic is a pitch like picture perfect for them and, and feels like they could recreate that or be in a world where that is possible in which they feel safe they feel loved they feel and they feel and experience that time in that time period of when these films were made and just not to mention too the just the look of most if not all walker white films are just like superb in the way that like it's the perfect concoction of people of place and color and and composition it all just like ties in whether or not it be coincidentally or on purpose it feels it's it's very eye-pleasing in the way that like i get why people use this for inspiration put it on their mood boards put it on their like film mood boards too if they're filming something and they trying to like recreate that it, it's just the time period and 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 feel of these films that Wong Kor-wai has created in which it makes us teens 20s 30s people want to recreate live and and feel 
um and i think it's just so interesting because it's it's such a like it, it's just a, a thing that i've been seeing ever since i was in high school these screenshots of these movies and and these stories like it's just so crazy to keep seeing it come back and for people to put more love into it which is fantastic and to experience it in a way that they get to watch it and experience one core why for what he's been doing and, and directing as well and i guess the final question before we get into a segment that we are all aware of do you want to watch more wonka Y films yes <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i feel like i feel like after this i'm gonna go through his whole like filmography to be honest because like long i looked it up right now like right yeah long i i'm excited i don't know one movie a week <laughs> I can do it. It's crazy um, too because like I looked up like the rank, like every Wong Kar Wai film ranked, and the most famous ones that I know of are are on it. But that's even more than just those. Like I, I didn't realize like people mm-hmm. loved more than like in the mood for love, chunking and fallen angels. I, I didn't know there's so much more that people same are trying to like yeah. yeah bring back. I'm I'm really curious about uh, his English language film. I forgot what it's called. It's like Blueberry. Some I don't know. But I thought that was blueberry something. I don't know. Anyways, uh, yes, absolutely. Are are you gonna are you gonna also subscribe to the one 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 car Y a week method? Or <laughs> I don't know about all that, but I'm definitely trying to watch more of his films. I'm definitely next on my list is 100% Fallen Angels because that's obviously yeah, a trendy one. Yeah. One of my friends said that one like it was his favorite compared to like Enemy for Love and Chunking. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited and I'm I am trying to watch all of it if I can. But with that, Carmella, for our last segment of the episode, the rewriter's <laughs> corner. Wow. Do you, do you dare test Wonkar Y <laughs> and his story? Do you dare try and change something? Or is there anything you want to see more of, less of, or fix? Yeah. Um actually I do have a suggestion. No, I'm just kidding. Um I think what would have been cool. I kind of wish there was a third story because I want more. (laughs) Four hour movie. That's crazy. Let's go. (laughs) That's it. But I'm kidding. Um, Yeah, I wouldn't change it. Not a damn thing. Um, (laughs) But yeah, what about you? I'm, yeah, I don't know what you're going to say. I have a long laundry list, actually. Yeah, Um, (laughs) I see it typed out here. Yeah, you see it, right? Um, Yeah okay i do have one thing and it's very very american 2000s (gasps) of me and very like consumer of me but i do wish the guy from the first story came back to the second story and somehow connected it like at least they like ran into each other or we got to see him again and where like it kind of like ties that in as well because like a lot of it not a lot of it but some of the time watching it and some of the time like seeing the characters i was like oh when is he coming back like how's he gonna fit that in (laughs) what's gonna happen like i was kind of like waiting for that to happen and obviously like the movie's already still fantastic in the way that is ready but i guess the completionist in me that wants to have that closure with the first person and then be like oh yeah like he's just he goes there too and sees them or whatever or something i don't know i just wish it was tied in just so i could feel some sort of completionist satisfaction but for the most part obviously fantastic film i don't have anything else to write about it or anything like that but with that 
This has been our episode on the iconic Chunking Express. Obviously, we love the film. Fantastic. It's in Carmelo's top five. Shot up there really quickly. I was so shocked. Yep. But it's understandable. I get it. <laughs> um, excited to experience more Wong Kar Wai. Um, I am excited for people to, to actually watch his films, even though I know he's already trending and, and screenshots and all that. But I pe- want people to watch it. And I want people to experience it as well and, and not just retweet, reblog, whatever they see on the internet. I'm sure people are, but I'm just, you know, you never know. You never know these mood boards lately. But much love to Wong Kar Wai, obviously. Asian director. We love the representation. We love the skill, the the talent this man has and, and using the step printing filming technique being so unique in that in that way step printing technique unique uh, alliteration kind of um but yeah this has been our episode on chunky express thank you for listening everybody my name is josh and you follow me on instagram at the space wolf and i'm carmel and you can follow me at cat malau you can follow watch with sound on instagram at watch with sound along with listening to us on spotify soundcloud apple and anchor if any of those platforms have the option to like comment subscribe retweet or blog anything of that nature that would help us a lot as well especially on the social medias twitter instagram wherever we're at if you could comment like repost retweet whatever that helps a lot as well especially with the stupid stupid algorithm that whatever they're making up over there in facebook land and twitter land elon musk land um that helps a lot as well if you guys are ready to do that we see you thank you and appreciate you we also have a program on anchor car listener supporters let's just grab any at any dollar amount only if you're able to of course that would help us a lot as well but with that thank you for listening everybody and keep on watching for love and time it's so limited and it's scarce oh no <laughs> 